Hi, this is G. Craig Lewis with EX Ministries here with another uh, installment of our EX Cast. It's our podcast now. We're also on iTunes, and you can subscribe to it, get it downloaded, downloaded in your iPod as well. But we're here with uh, our X Cast, where we give the give give you the truth, give it uncut, unedited, just the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. This is our part two of our um kind of our talk about greek fraternities and sororities and greek letter organizations uh and here i have a woman of god who has been gifted in this area has a lot of information has a, a book out and is really just trying to help sisters and brothers uh to make a smart spiritual christ-like decision before they step into something that they'll regret later her name is gail gray how you doing gail i'm doing fine elder lewis how are you i'm doing real good it's good to have you here uh we we know you've got the information your book is awesome and i just want the people to really get a good good understanding of, of of what it is that god doesn't like about these Greek fraternities and sororities. Exactly. But kind of, uh, before we get started, just kind of give some of your background information. How did you uh, get involved in this area of ministry? Praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to say it's a blessing to uh, be a part of this ministry. It, um, it's just an awesome opportunity to spread the truth of God's word. Uh, I've always been uh, partial to the truth of God's word. I've always loved God's word since I was a little kid. Um, I've just reverenced the Lord. Uh, grew up in the church, uh, but went off to college, you know, with just a limited amount of information uh, in that area because I grew up in a place where, um, you know, Greek letter organizations was really big. It's like if you made it uh, in society, that just came along with the the package, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I grew up seeing it. Uh, My teachers, you know, I, you know, most of the teachers, male and female, you know, that's what they did and you know they sort of recruited you as a high schooler and you just were expected to do that if you were going to college but um uh, i did pledge uh, alpha kappa alpha sorority always wanted to pledge that sorority there was no other sorority for me um in my uh heart and i did pledge and um i was going on about my business having a good time and uh god had a, a different plan for me about Four years ago, I denounced AKA, uh, quite to my surprise, actually. It's something I never thought uh, would ever happen. Never thought that, uh, you know, I would dream of uh, letting go of what we call the pink and green. But uh, God had a plan for my life because he knew that uh, if given the choice, if the choice was like just put in my face, that I would choose him. Mm-hmm. And that's, he knew that he tr- he could trust me with that with that choice and uh, i don't want to get off the topic but that whole thing about free will i mean it comes up well we have our own free will and i'll be the first one to say yes you do have your own free will god's not going to force his will on you but that's why i'm in the position i'm in now because he could trust me to make the right choice not my will but your will be done and that was my prayer Mm -hmm. just as jesus prayed 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like he can trust Jesus with that choice. Mm-hmm. But um, what really it, it hit me uh, like a ton of bricks when a young lady uh, walked up to me and gave me a chick gospel track. It's in the book. I wrote about this somewhere in the first oh, three Jack, chapters of the book. That's a Jack Trick. Ch- Jack Chick that's, from that's Eng- out of England. That's my man. That's my man. Out of England. Yeah. Gave, she gave me a 11 year old girl, gave me a gospel track. <laughs> you know, he said, he's, he, you know how God says about the children, mm-hmm. they'll do anything they, you know, he tells them to do. Mm-hmm. She gave it to me, and uh, I read it, and it was about the the curse of Baphomet. Oh, yeah. Never heard of it before. Never seen one of these gospel tracks before. Grew up in a church, but, you know, I, I just was not privy to that side of ministry. Got tracks. We just didn't do tracks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I read it. And, of course, it was about a young man who uh, had tried to commit suicide or something, and the parents were Masons. And uh, the doctor was a friend of the father and said, you know, hey, this is a spiritual condition going on here. Your son is getting into all kinds of uh, demonic things because of your your connection to the Masonic order and your wife's connection to the Eastern Stars. This was a chick, jack chick gospel. Oh, track. yeah. Okay. I got that. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And that thing just hit me because I'm partial to the word of God. Mm-hmm. It hit me. You know, I'm like, okay, what is up with this? I mean, why do I feel kind of funny about this thing? You know, because I never really knew uh, of a connection with Greek letter organizations and um Freeman. masonry. Right. So actually, I sort of started doing my research just to make sure that there was no connection to sort of like disprove you know any you know connection but the more i researched and talked to people even greeks they were like oh yeah you know there was a connection but you know we just don't acknowledge it now because the the years have been so few i mean so far between now it's just irrelevant i was like no that's what you think (laughs) if you know anything about spiritual matters and spiritual laws of god and familiar spirits no it's not Mm -hmm. over and done with Mm You know, and the more and more I researched, the more and more valid I found the connection to be between Greek letter organizations and the Masonic order. Hmm. I mean, it's it's it was that was sort of the easy part. Wow. So then I, I I knew then, coupled with the incident with the two young ladies who were trying to pledge the sorority that I was a member of at the time, uh, I believe that was four years ago as well. All this was happening at the same time. The, the Jack Chick gospel track and the drowning of the young women at Cal State who were trying to pledge AKA and they drowned together out in the Pacific Ocean. Now, how how, did, how did they drown? <clears throat> well, they were uh, performing a unity ritual out in the Pacific Ocean. It was, I don't know how many girls were online at that particular time. Somewhere between five and seven girls were online and they had gone out into the Pacific Ocean at night. Uh, to perform some unity ritual and two of the girls were washed away uh, uh, in the current and drowned. One of them was a really good swimmer. Um, Her name was Kristen High. She was an accomplished swimmer but she was trying to help out one of the other pledges, um, Kanitha Safir, I believe is the last name and she died trying to help her out but um, Kristen High's mother who who I've been in contact with said that her daughter was a very good swimmer and actually knew of some things that her daughter was involved in and had been encouraging her to possibly you know detach herself from those activities but you know of course that happened and it was too late but um 
and what really hit me was the, this professional sorority uh, the basilisk at the time stood up and said we don't have a chapter at Cal State uh, I don't know of any uh, pledges that were legitimately going through a pledge or initiation process there and I was like oh my god these girls are dead and that's all she had to say wow. you know and that just hit me because you know I just have a heart for for just people period you know God just made me that way mm -hmm. and I love the body of Christ the kingdom of God and whether she was saved or not the sorority that I was supposed to be representing stood up and said we I don't know anything about a line there there shouldn't have been anything going on that might have been true but somebody's dead here can somebody just please stand up and acknowledge something any wrongdoing and they flat out and I was like well you know I, I just I can't be a part of that not as a Christian one. wow wow I, I can't I, you know am I my brother's keeper yes I am. <laughs> I'm responsible as a Christian woman I'm responsible for what goes on wow. in, in the body of Christ. That's why I'm here now. I'm responsible for what goes on in the organization that I, I pledged myself to. Well, how, how did you get out? What did you do to get out? Well, I, you, some organizations, they actually write a formal letter of denunciation. Uh, some people write letters and some people just do what I did. Just, you know, repent turn away and don't go back again That's yeah what I, I guess did. what I was trying to get at was if they recognize I mean if they actually send you or recognize what you're doing as a denouncement then that proves that you are actually more into it than just I mean I mean and I guess pledging actually puts you in allegiance with them so when oh it definitely so does. when you say you're becoming a sister or brother I mean you're actually this is like a marriage yeah i mean that's, i guess that's what i was getting at i mean it's like you're becoming one with something i mean what are you becoming one with the organization the god of the organization the organization with the people that make up the organization um it's called uh, a body just like the body of christ so so how do you justify get how, how does one justify being in that and being in christianity or being a christian i mean what is well, they say that it is just simply okay because they work hand in hand. They work together. They just go together because they, you know, in the pledges and in the oaths, they use scripture and they say they sing, you know, old hymns and spiritual songs and most of the rituals contain biblical verses. They uh, the Bible is present at a lot of rituals. So they figure they are they're okay. You know, they quote a few scriptures here, paraphrase a few scriptures there. I mean, some sororities actually use scripture and they just put their name in it. Hmm. And I think, I guess they think that's okay. Never mind the fact that they, they're not supposed to change it one jot, one right. tittle. <laughs> Forget that. Just throw that out the window. When they bring in the Bible to their rituals and their various ceremonies, they feel like that's making it okay. Wow. You know, that it's, you know, God is approving since we're using the Bible. Never mind that we're, we're pledging ourselves to, um, gods and goddesses or 
we've called them our mentor you know some organizations some sororities uh, of course they have the Minerva circle or they have Minerva as their mentor the goddess Minerva some of them have Apollos Athena um, and I thought that was kind of strange for a, a fraternity Phi Beta Sigma to actually have uh, Apollos Athena the goddess as their leader or whatever their their fraternal leader the five beta the the, the men got have a goddess well that particular oh, one that's does just, that's just gay but uh <laughs> <laughs> i was like what oh. you know but oh. um of course you know and then some of them like the sorority i pledge um we have uh, on our shield you know it's the uh sort of like the Apollos thing with the, the the world on his back you know but the the thing that really got me was when I was studying uh, writing the book and the Holy Spirit just took me back to my oath of allegiance and then he took me to some scripture and I was like oh my God what did I do you know when I said you know to thee O Alpha Kappa Alpha I pledge my heart, my mind, and my strength to foster your teaching and obey your laws. I'm like, wait a minute now. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, or 6 and 4 says, Oh, here, Israel, the Lord our God is one. He is our God alone. And you must love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And commit yourself wholeheartedly to those his commandments. I'm like, those are basically the same thing. So who who are you gonna you know commit you know your heart mind and strength to? Wow. There's a choice. You can't commit them to Alpha Kappa Alpha like I did, and then to God because one is going to esteem itself higher than the other one. Right. It, it is. I mean, the Bible says you're going to hate one and love the other, which means one is going to become subject right. to the other. Wow. You know, and that's just <laughs> you can't serve you know mammon. Well, and you know God, and you know some people say, well, they're just talking about the world system. Well, that's what sororities and fraternities represent. They represent the world system. Hmm. They represent uh, elitism, educational elitism. So it's it's kind of like these you know? organizations are like a small, or not small, but a lower level Luciferian kind of uh, concept, kind of like you know, just on a, on a lower order or lower level. They're definitely on a lower order, definitely. Uh, anytime, you know, you have the fraternities, not so much the sororities. You know, the women thing is just always kind of like secondary, mm-hmm. you know. But most of the male fraternities, and especially the, you know, the first two or three, um, they, they don't deny the fact that they have a direct connection with the masonic order mm. and if if you know anything about oh, the yeah. masonic order it is oh, luciferian yes. when it's all said and done yeah. it's luciferian yeah. and here we have the Luci- the luciferian doctrine and methodology being passed on to a group of brothers who are in college uh getting educated you know to bring you know that that good man image because you know that's that's part of their you know um the way they do things their their 
I don't know how they what they call it. I've never been in a Masonic order, but that's like one of their quotes mm-hmm. or something. They're making mm-hmm. a good man. You know, that's what mm-hmm. they call themselves. Every Mason is considered yeah. a good man. But that's all part of their good man image. College educated men. You know, that helps them look good. Now, now after you got out of it, I mean, were you, um, I mean, did they come after you and, you know, I mean, what was their reaction to you actually getting out? Well, you know, it's funny. You know, God is awesome the way he does things because uh, I moved. He actually moved me from my hometown. He pulled Mm -hmm. an Abraham on me. And I didn't know at the time that I was going to be denouncing I moved here um, because I got engaged to my husband who lived in here in Milwaukee. And um, so he took me away from everybody so it was easy right. to transition but I did tell uh, a couple of my uh, line sisters what had happened and it was really you know nothing too much said you know to me directly I'm sure they said a lot behind my back and what's so funny this is the funny thing that I was at a sorority meeting about six years ago and this is so funny we were sitting around the table talking and one of my line sisters said to me well you know so and so called herself denounced because she uh, you know she all into God now why did I laugh and talk about that woman I was like she what she gonna, what is she talking about blah, blah, blah. I mean I just went yeah. off <laughs> little did I know you know wow. I, I was in that position wow. myself so even then people were leaving for this very reason because they have a conviction in their spirit and the Holy Spirit tells them if you want to taste and see that the Lord is good you can't do it with that that Greek taste in your mouth <laughs> basically. basically that's it yeah. you can't do it and they, everybody wants to know well why why it's because there is a connection made to mm-hmm. idol gods or you take scripture like I did and you and you give that allegiance that you should have to God to the organization they put themselves in scripture yeah that's what Fred when yeah. he went over some of those where they take scripture and you, you know fill in their name kind of you know oh and- yeah and they don't think anything of it. They what they think they're doing is making it holy, making it all right with God. But it can't be all right with God when you got scripture on one page and you talking about uh we are the favorite of the gods on another page. Little G O D S. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like holy hip hop. But uh <laughs> I mean it Yeah. I mean we we're we're choosing um to uh, associate ourselves with um, the Ethiopians because they were the special favorite of the gods. That's Alpha Phi Alpha wow. Fraternity. Okay, you say that on one page, but then on another page, you you praying, you know, you praying a prayer to God, and you saying that you're the light of the world. Your organization is the light of the world. Hello, right. there's only one light, <laughs> and you can't see what's wrong with that. Well, we only said it one time. It ain't that serious. God says he's placed before us life and death. It's in your mouth. 
what you speak in makes wow. all the difference. I mean, this is so absurd. And this message, and I want people to understand, you know, this is to the body of Christ. I know there are some people that may not have accepted Christ, and you won't understand what we're talking about until, they un- won't understand. until you accept Christ. And I'm glad you interjected that because I wanted to make that crystal clear as well. This this message is for the body of Christ. It has been from the beginning because I didn't get this message until I became a part of the body of Christ. When I was out there in the world dying every day, I was blind to this. Having grown up in the church, I was still blind to this. You know, but you have to get information and God will add revelation to that information. Right, right. Oh, it's good to get information. That's all good. Study. God, God is down with studying. Mm-hmm. But I, I dare you to study His Word. Right. Now that's that's. Dare you to study His now Word. That's what folks. Because if you keep reading books, you know, different books, especially like the Purpose Driven Life and books like that, they basically give you Christ in what you're already in so it's like there's Mm -hmm. never a coming out of what you're doing there's never a separating yourself sanctifying yourself holy and that's what it's all about sanctification it's always about what you're doing what you want to do your goals your plan you know what you feel god's purpose is for and so it just kind of keeps the bible at bay and we'll pull the good stuff out but we'll leave the whole part of dying to yourself and dying to your flesh we'll leave that part out you got to you got but, to. but there is a um i, I want to know i mean i want to know now who are some of the ministers or people that you know that are actually greeks uh you know that you've done in your research and you found out i was surfing the uh, web once and um maybe about two years ago and i saw that uh pastor uh bryant was a kappa and uh pastor jamal bryant yeah oh. he was a kappa alpha psi and uh fraternity mm. and i was watching his show once and i saw uh, just very very strange uh, chair on his altar that had looks like it had uh, some egyptian symbols carved in it oh gosh and this was some years ago i haven't seen it you know but i was like looking at the tv like man wait a minute, is that what i think it is i'm looking i'm not I can't, i'm not even looking at him i'm trying to look at this chair I was like, man, that can't be what I think it is. I went on the website. That that's what you know caused me to go on his website. And when I saw that, I think I shot him over an email or something. And uh, he took that part out of his bio that he was a kappa. But at the time, I was. I don't know why the Holy Spirit told me to look for pastors or ministers who were in this thing. And, uh, you know, and all I could do was sort of, you know, go on their websites and see if they had in their bio. At that time, he's the only one that I saw that actually had it in his bio. Gosh. He's since taken it out. But, um. And sitting in a ch- See, because there's a church out here in Dallas, uh, Pastor Freddie Haynes. It's a church, uh, Friendship West Baptist Church. And he's an alpha. And. You talking about just a chair with Jamal Bryant? This guy has three pyramids sitting on top of his church, and he has an ankh in his baptism, a giant ankh, and he has. And see, I don't understand. And he has an ankh on every seat in the church. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, it's church seats like three, four thousand people. I mean, it's a humongous. Oh, it's God. just a big monument, and he packs it out. 
That makes me ill. I mean, it makes me want to cry. I'm well, serious. Don't make me want to cry. It make me want to. No, I'm just, it's sad that that people are being led astray. You know, in such an awesome manner. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's know, really sad that we, as a people, you know, we deem, and what I think, we deem anything that's black as something that exactly. we must we must defend because must and we have to yeah, embrace yeah, it and because Afrocentric and that's really what the whole Greek thing is tied to. When it's all said and done, no matter what they say, it, it's all tied to Egyptology. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've a few of us have made that connection in our research. Yeah, they have the Greek this and the Greek that. And some of the gods they mention are Greek. You know, some of the gods are Roman, like Minerva. Mm-hmm. You know, why is Minerva Roman? Mm-hmm. But the deltas were these big pyramids. Everybody knows right. what those are. Those are right. tombs. Why are you wearing tombs for the pharaohs? Right. We ain't got to explain that to you. Hey, yeah, that's mm-hmm. okay. That's all right. But you were in tombs for the pharaohs, but in Egypt, but Minerva is Roman, but you wear Greek letters. How many different places did you get this from? You just piecing together. Well, it's kind of like Kwanzaa, you know. It's just somebody started doing it and saying it, and then everybody embraced it without doing their own research and finding out where it came from. And now we finding out Kwanzaa was something just made up. You know? Did you know that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I Kwanzaa. heard about that, and I'm never gotten into the Kwanzaa thing, even when I was, you know. And AKA Kwanzaa just didn't sit well with me. I don't know. And AKA sat well with me because I I willed it in my mm-hmm. flesh. It was my it was the will of my flesh to be an AKA. And that's what we really have to be careful of because you will hear people say, Well, I prayed to the Lord and this that was my that answer. That's the dumbest thing. You know, but people have to realize that the will of the flesh is powerful. Right. Right. You know, it is powerful. And I, and- that's what Jesus had to say, all right, not my will. I dare, I dare anybody who's thinking about pledging and pray about it to say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. To pray that in honesty. I bet you they won't get up and say, well, you know, God said I could do it. No, he won't. Not if you let your will well, go. And, because it's not God's will. This is not God's and, will for and, the church. And, Gail, one thing I've, I've learned is some stuff don't need no prayer because the Bible said is set against it. See, see what? Yes, it does. What you praying to God on whether or not to get into something that you have to pledge your allegiance to? They they mess with scriptures. Given this sovereignty sovereignty in your life, it's seated in the position of Christ in your life or Christianity. What you got to pray about? You know, it's it's right against scripture. What we need are people like you, Fred, and others that will preach the truth of the word. If you preach the truth of the word, the people will know for themselves that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. If Jesus says he came not to be served, but to serve, but then your fraternity say we the servants of all, that means you're taking Jesus' place now in the earth? Mm. The body of Christ is the servants of all. Because we are the bride of Christ. Well, I'm 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 gonna ask you this, Gail, because this information is powerful. I'm gonna have I've got your information up on the website now, so people can hear it. I mean, I mean, they can go to your website, get your book, get your information. But but at the end of this, as we wrap this up, I want you for for those that may be thinking about pledging, those that may be considering pledging, I want to know what would you say 
what are the reasons because you know they always want to know well what's wrong with it what's wrong with it well give me your what you would say because uh, a lot of people are going to hear this and so this is something that's going to help parents talk to their kids going to help youth pastors other people that are you know talking to people in these positions so what would you say what would be your reasoning for you know warning somebody about pledging I would say that the truth of God's word is far greater than anything. If you view God's word, and again, this is for the body of Christ. This is for the the born-again believer. Now, if you're a born-again believer, like you said, we shouldn't even have this conversation. But if you are thinking about pledging, and you view God's word as the infallible, inerrant, inspired word of God. God breathed his word and it was written down and inspired of him and him alone. Then there is multiple, multiple passages of God's inspired, infallible word that says not to have any gods before him. He's not just talking about in front of him in position he means before him can mean just in his presence in his sight he said don't tempt him he says don't tempt him in Deuteronomy 6 he says do not tempt him in 616 he said because my anger will flare up against you he says don't worship the gods of the neighboring nations pagan nations all of the fraternities associate themselves with a pagan god and God says in Deuteronomy, don't do it. Don't worship. They say, well, we don't worship that, guys. We don't worship. The word does come up in some rituals. But if you bow down to in front of your shield at the table, which is also called the altar, you have bowed down to the image of your sorority or your fraternity and the God that they represent. Okay. It goes against everything God says, the oath and the pledge. If there is no oath of secrecy, there's an oath of allegiance or there's both. There shouldn't be an oath of secrecies made. Okay. Some of them have an oath of secrecy. Some of them have an oath of um, allegiance and some of them have both. Okay. You can't give your allegiance to anything but God. He says, pledge your heart, mind and strength to him. Okay, and most of the organizations will have you do it, do pledge your, your heart, mind, and strength to their organization. And then that becomes your God. You don't have to bow down and worship and pray to it every day. If you confess it with your mouth, then it becomes your bond. That's what salvation is all about. When you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that becomes bonded to you. But if you confess that fraternity or sorority, you 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 split your you've divided yourself now and you have to choose mm. you have to choose and you don't want to go into that area of idolatry they all associate themselves with some false god in some mild way some major way egypt has been cursed by the lord mm -hmm. god himself in Ezekiel 28, Egypt has been cursed, and God himself says, anyone who exalts Egypt shall be cursed with it. Walking around with pyramids on your shirt, you have cursed yourself. Walking around with the sphinx of the, uh, of the Giza in Egypt, that's your, your, your symbol. Leave Egypt in Egypt. Let it go. Those familiar, ancient familiar spirits are strong and they are operating and they are looking for willing vessels 
to exalt themselves. And God says he shall ex- right. be exalted. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And these organizations, they say that they are supreme in service to mankind. That's a lie. Right. The church is. The body right. of Christ right. is. That's that's powerful, sister. And it's a, it's total a contradiction. contradiction. And I want to give this scripture right quick. Uh, Exodus 23 and 13. It says, and in all things I've said unto you, be circumspect and make. And that's to be cautious. Beware. And it says, and yes. make no mention of the name of other gods. Neither neither let no it be heard out of thy mouth so i know they like to say well i'm it, i'm not worshiping it in front of me or i'm not putting it here but it's saying the bible saying make no mention no they do make mention and uh, i know we're about to uh wrap it up here but um i just want just be careful out there about tradition because jesus denounced tradition that was his whole um his battle with the Pharisees and the scribes because he's Jesus says the word says that your tradition will make the word of God of That's no right. effect in your life because tradition will and can That's become right. religion. You can it, you can almost not separate the two right. if you're not careful. That's why Jesus denounced mm-hmm. tradition. So don't say this is a long-standing tradition in the black community. No, it has become the religion right. of many. Right. Well, praise God for you, Sister Great. I'm sure God is going to bless you, and we'll be praying for you. And those of you that are listening will continue to be blessed, and we will be back soon with another X-Cast.